Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. We have the lovely and awesome Mr. Greg Dickerson. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Awesome, man. Hey, one of the questions I get so often, because again, I'm kind of the single family, you know, buy and hold rental guy, is, hey, I, you know, somebody says, hey, I'm excited. Uh, I want to get in. I want a few rentals. Uh, I've been watching what you do, one rental at a time, all of that, but I have no cash. However, I have a home where I'll just say I have a $100,000 equity line that I could use. So I thought I would ask you, what, what do you think about using an equity line and your primary residence to get started? Uh, you know, when you hear things like that, do you just hear risk? Do you want to plan? You know, what, what are your thoughts when you hear somebody wants to use equity in their home to get started? You know, it can be a great idea, especially right now with the way, you know, with, with where rates are, it's so low. But what I would say is, you know, use a line of credit, not a home equity line. Those are two different things. So you don't want to go take the equity out of your house in a lump sum because the interest clock is clicking. Mm -hmm. And once you pay it back, it's done. So what you want is you want a revolving line of credit, revolving equity line of credit on your house. So it's based on the equity you have. You can borrow a little bit more sometimes, and then you can use it, pay it back, use it, pay it back. Uh, and the interest clock is not ticking until you deploy the cash. So number one, that would be how I would recommend using the equity in your house. And then you can use that for down payments um, on residential you know, rental properties uh, if you need to. What I would really say is educate yourself so that you know how to get into these without even having to use your own money. Because there are ways to do it without having to use your own money. You can get seller financing. You can do you know, rent to owns. There's a lot of different ways to do it. But at the end of the day, uh, if, you, if you have a good income, you can borrow money. Just take that. Use it as a down payment. Uh, as soon as you get that property up and running, hopefully you can find something you can add value to. You refinance the rental property, pull the equity back out, and then keep redeploying or pay your equity line back till the next deal comes. So I think it's a great way to do it, uh, especially, but the key is you got to make sure you can build equity, build value in what you're buying, and make sure that you have a spread between the cash flow you're bringing in and what the cost of capital is on that down payment and what you're paying the bank so that you have a positive cash flow there. I'm so glad we see it the same way because I, you know, sometimes I ask these questions and I have no idea where they're going to go. A uh, couple of things what I took from your outline that I totally agree with. One is um, you can absolutely use it, totally use a line of credit, right? The revolving where you can use it, pay it off, use it, pay it off. Totally agree. Don't just take a second and, you know, have the money clicking in your, in your savings account or whatnot. Uh, so that's number one. Number two is I love the idea of paying it back. Um, you know, I don't like some people are like, use, use every available dollar you can, maximum leverage, maximum leverage. I hate that. I think that is recipe for bad things to happen if the market turns. So I, I personally love the idea, hey, if you're going to use your equity line or use equity in your home, I want to see a plan to pay it back. As you say, right, buy at a discount, refi out, pay it back. And I actually like to put a clock on it. I would prefer someone to do that and have a plan to pay it back in 12 months or less. I'll take two years. But yeah, I don't say, hey, I got a hundred grand. I'm going to go buy three rentals, use it all. I'm going to get the cash flow from here to make the payment. 
it, it, you know, I just saw too many people lose too many properties in the 08 crash to, to think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And that's the difference between a HELOC, for anybody listening, a HELOC, home equity line of credit, that's a revolving line of credit, and a HELO, home equity loan. So what happens is when people take out home equity loans, they generally don't pay them back, you know, because that money's deployed, it's out yeah. there, and they just kind of leave it out there. But with the line of credit, it kind of incentivizes you more to kind of pay it back because you can use it, deploy it, use it, deploy it. And you can use it to flip, which is your mm -hmm. chunker strategy, you know, go buy, renovate, sell, and, um, you know, compound that, that investment and then build your own nest egg. Mm -hmm. That way you can use it for the buy and rent, you know, uh, refinance, repeat strategy, the Burr strategy. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different ways you can use that home equity line. But one of the best ways is, you know, to use that to flip and, you know, build your cash reserves and then uh, invest those into long-term properties that you can hang on to for cash flow if that's, if that's what you want to do. No, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, I think it's probably, it's tough to, you know, go buy a, a what do they call them? A turnkey rental, you know, mm -hmm. in some other market that you, you're, you're paying probably near or at market and then pay it back, right? Pay back the equity line, right? You're going to, let's just use a hundred grand, right? You're going to take 25 grand. You're going to buy the house and it's going to cash, you know, maybe the house cash flows 300, but your home equity line of credit payments a buck 25. It's hard to pay that off, right? Because uh, there's no value creation. So yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think that's something I need to be clearer about when I get asked this. Is if you're going to use your home equity line, you've really got to use a strategy where you can find and create value, whether it's the burst strategy or flip strategy to create chunks of money to build build your base, right? You know, you make yeah. 20. And then, you know, number three, you know, you can use it like I did starting out to fund and or grow your business. So there I used go. a home equity line of credit Early on in my career, it was only 20 grand, but it was something. Mm -hmm. And I used that to, um, for working capital to grow my business. So as I needed more tools, you know, float payroll for a week, whatever it was, I was using that revolving line of credit to kind of scale the business. And how long did you use that? Did, did you find yourself having to use that for two, three, four years? I mean, what, or was it like in a year or two, the business was self-funding? Yeah, it's pretty much the first year, you okay. know, just getting started. Yeah. Um, and once once that business reached critical mass, I paid it back, never touched it again, and just yes. grew using the business capital. That's that's where I was hoping we would go, right? If you're going to use it to fund a business, you're going to use it for flipping or the burst strategy. My hope for you is at some point that home equity line of credit is you don't touch anymore, right? You've, you've proven the model. You've built chunks of cash. Use that. Don't keep putting your, you know, where your kids and your wife or your husband sleep at night at risk. I think there's got, yeah. got to be a time when you just don't use it anymore. Yeah. I mean, you're, you, you know, if you're in a house and a lot of people will disagree with this philosophy, but you know, if you're going to stay somewhere long-term mm -hmm. permanently, mm -hmm. then your goal should be to just pay cash for that. So that you, so it's done over with, you put it in a trust, nobody can take it. Nothing could ever happen to it because we don't know where the economy's going. Yeah. And it's like you said, you need, you need somewhere to sleep at night. Now, a lot of people would say, well, you know, with the cost of money right now, um, and inflation and all that, you know, you're actually better off deploying that capital and using it and, you know, paying, paying that cheap mortgage because it's almost free because you can make a lot more money. Let's say it's a half a million dollar house. You can make a lot more money, you know, deploying that than you can leaving it in your house. But, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, you could go rent. So if something happened, your house got taken, whatever, you can go rent something somewhere, right? So, uh, you know, so there, there's arguments to, to either side of that. But, at the end of the day, you know, for a lot of people, it's a nice thing to know that they have their house paid for and they don't have to worry about that. And, you know, it's, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, I'll come out and I'll, I'll say kind of both sides are right. But when they're, when they're having this argument or discussion, 
I really see two points of your career, right? If you're in what I call building the foundation of your business, right? Or your rental portfolio or whatever, your job's to build. And that means have debt and probably yeah. have debt on your primary. But as you get closer to the end, uh, I could tell you when, when I was uh, six months, maybe three months out for being done with my W-2 job, I had debt on everything, everything, right? That was the goal, right? I keep building, building going forward. But as I got to the end, uh, I have several things now that are free and clear, including the house. So yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. Mainly your personal assets. You want to be kind of debt-free cars, house, that kind of thing. Yeah. If you're exiting a W-2 career type thing and your income has been capped, you know, throughout yeah. your career. Now, if you're an investor, developer, whatever, you want all the leverage you can get, you know, in your investment properties. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the more you owe, the better position you're in. And that, that was proven to be true 2008 and nine. Mm -hmm. The more you owed the banks, the more willing they were to work yeah. with you, the less they, you know, and your personal assets needed to be protected, you know, yeah. so that, if the chips fall, you know, in a negative way, they don't come after all your assets. So, um, you know, there's some advantages there. So it all depends on where you're at in terms of, you know, your abilities to produce, you know, your investment acumen and, you know, where you are in your life and the stage of life and th those types of things. And generally the younger you are, the more risk you can take, the more leverage you're going to want to deploy because, you know, you can always start over and do it again. The older you get for a lot of people, the harder that becomes, but, you hear the stories over and over and over of people that, you know, didn't start and really hit their home runs until their sixties, you know, like mm -hmm. Colonel Sanders and yeah. like that. Very cool. So yeah, again, folks, I'll just say it. Uh, I generally don't like the idea of putting your house where your kids, your wife, your husband sleep at night at risk. However, in the beginning, if, if you're willing to start there and you have a plan to pay it back, i.e. create equity flipping, chunky money business, uh, go for it, but do, do have a plan. Uh, definitely have a plan. So, uh, Greg, how can people find you uh, see what see what's going on in your world? Yeah, man. GregDickerson.com. That's my website. All my YouTube, social media, everything's on there. And you know, I put out videos every day. And um, one of the things I've been talking about lately is cryptocurrency. That's becoming more and more popular. A lot of people are jumping in that game. For anybody watching this, there's a ton of scams out there. I'm going to make a video later today about some of the cryptocurrency scams. Nice. One of them is people posting in the comments. You've probably seen it oh. where they say Bitcoin is the greatest thing. Just contact Mr. Jones or Miss yeah. whoever. And they have this WhatsApp number. Yeah. Those are scams. They're trying to suck you in to get you to send them money for you to invest in, in cryptocurrency. So a lot of scams out there. Be careful, educate yourself, know what you're doing. You can make some money. It's an interesting space. It's a fast space, but you can lose everything in seconds. So seconds. Uh, yes. Be careful. Be careful. And folks, just so you know, I paid somebody to change up my descriptions here recently and all my videos. And one of the links below is Mr. Greg Dickerson's playlist on my channel. There's over a hundred hours of us having discussions. Go check it out. Thanks, buddy. Wow. hundred hours.